Do you know more about Real Housewives than you do about your own family? Do you have strong opinions about Cody Brown's move to Flagstaff? I know I do. If that also sounds like you, then this is the podcast for all your reality TV pleasures. Recaps of episodes, reality TV news, and whatever I may feel like sprinkling in between. Come along with me, your host, Catherine, on my adventures in reality TV. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode 5. We're going to talk about the Love is Blind after the altar episodes. I know I'm a little late. A lot of podcasts have already talked about it, if they do cover it. But I want to talk about it. Um, Before I jump into that, though, I have a bone to fucking pick with NBC Universal slash Bravo TV and whoever is allowing or whoever is doing the editing of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. What? What what the fuck was that we saw this week? For months, we have been hearing this lead up about Oh, Kathy Hilton is going to freak out. She says some terrible shit to, like, Sutton's assistants or to one of the waiters or bar staff. We hear this. Allegedly. Allegedly. Don't sue me. But what the fuck? We see nothing. All we get are text message exchanges from Rinna. And we hear Rinna's side of the story. And apparently all that happened is she said a bunch of terrible shit that she wants to... Like, I guess she threatened, oh, I'll ruin NBC Universal, I'll ruin Bravo TV. I'm like, can she really do that? Like, I'm so sick of this that, like, you signed up to be on a TV show. I want to see you lose your shit on camera, Kathy Hilton. And instead, all we get is Rinna flapping her mouth. I mean... I'm I'm gonna choose to believe Rinna because that's all we fucking get out of the story. And Rinna tells us that Kathy gets in her sprinter van. So in the last episode, they go to this exclusive bar. This is what the whole season has been leading up to in terms of they're gonna go out and Kathy Hilton has been boiling and boiling and she's supposedly gonna lose her shit. All of these rumors we've been hearing about were finally gonna happen and, and the payoff was gonna come to us, people. Anyways, we don't get to see anything inside the club. Fine, whatever. It's an exclusive club. They probably don't allow people to film. But all we hear is that nobody wanted to do a fucking conga line with Kathy Hillen. A conga line. And that's what sent her off. And so she demanded everybody leave with her. And, like, I guess uh, Kyle didn't want to leave with her, her sister. Which I'm like, okay, I guess that pissed Kathy off even more. And so then Lisa Rinna, of all people, decides, okay, Kathy, I'll take you home. They take to their sprinter van, and I guess that's where, like, the choppers were spraying. There were no cameras inside the sprinter van? Usually every time the winner, the women are driving around, getting transported from restaurant to club whenever they're on trips, there's a camera going. Usually some sort of stationary position camera. Where was that? Where was it, Bravo? I need I need answers, and we've been bamboozled. That's all. That's just what I'm going to say. You know what? I should know better. People who don't watch reality TV are like, you fucking idiot. Of course this is what happened. But at the same time, as much, as rea- as much reality TV as I have watched, you do still get these gems occasionally. Like, I was ready to hear Kathy Hilton 
call Sutton's assistance, every slur in the book. I was ready for her to, like, jump on the bar, kick glasses off, tell everybody to fuck off, and we got nothing. Apparently all Kathy did was say she's going to destroy Bravo, she's going to destroy Kyle and her family, no matter what it takes, if it's the last thing she does. This is all according to Rinna. Then apparently Kathy stomps on her glasses? What? I, I'm just trying to imagine this. And again, no cameras. Nobody, nobody, Rinna didn't think to call up a producer and go, hey, you might want to come back over to this house and see what the fuck is happening. No. <sighs> so either way, I guess next week they show in the previews that uh, Rinna and Kyle sit down with Kathy and maybe hold her feet to the fire. I doubt it. We'll see what the hell they edit out and, and don't show us. But, sorry, I had to take like five minutes to really air out my frustrations with that. <laughs> Either way, um, yeah, I, so for planning for these next couple of weeks, uh, like, like I said, this episode, I want to talk about the Love is Blind After the Altar season two episodes that came out last weekend and then uh so i'm taking a break i'm not going to come out with a sister wives episode right away early this week i actually i'm going to talk about something a little fun and throwing it way back to like the beginning of reality tv i want to talk about the osbournes remember that people back from i think that was 2002 it came out yeah 2002 and yeah uh the episodes are all on youtube and they're 20 minutes long which is just it's such a we'll never get that back the era of reality tv that is 20 minute episodes you know 30 minutes with commercials and like succinct storylines all in one i was thinking about it with laguna beach too and that was a show that came out in only half hour episodes and like literally in those episodes they'll go to Cabo for a weekend, come back, and talk about all that happened with their friends in one episode. Housewives, that takes four episodes now, as we're seeing with Beverly Hills. <laughs> so it's just, it's it's really a, a, we've lost the art of a nice, succinct, 20-minute reality TV story. Um, and so I'm really excited to watch those episodes again. I was a big Osborne's fan. I'm a huge Ozzy Osborne fan as well. So um, it just holds a, a soft place in my heart. I'm sure not all of it is aged well, but it's also Ozzy Osborne. So he in general is not aged well. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, I'll be so sad when the day comes. I hope it's not for a very long time, but I will be very sad the day that he passes away. I don't even want to speak that. I'm. Ah! forget I even mentioned that people anyways so yeah that's what's going to be coming up this next week and then I think I'm going to cover two sister wives episodes in one uh, I already watched the episode for this week because it comes out early on discovery plus and so I watched that and it was good but I don't think I need to recap just that in an episode McKelty has her baby a fucking year and a half ago we're seeing footage of um, but then the next week's episode looks pretty good. So I think I'm going to clump them, ugh, excuse me, clump them into one and then go from there. 
I also, before I get into after the altar stuff, I want to give a big shout out to my friend Andrew, who um, gave me a really helpful tip about the sound quality for my podcast. And he, you may notice there's not as much of that like humming buzz noise in the back of background of my audio. Um, so he taught me how to find the noise reduction setting and apply it to my audio. So I just want to give a big kudos and thank you to Andrew for the tip. I always like having my tech savvy um, friends, which I'm very fortunate to have gained a lot of friends that are like super tech savvy and like are engineers and just know a lot of things. Um, Thank you for helping me with that, Andrew. You're the best. Let's get into After the Altar. These episodes are fun. Um, A little annoying, but... What did I expect? (laughs) So, uh, I, I named this episode clout chasing in Chicago or, or Chicago clout chasers for a reason. The, a lot of these people, it's so freaking obvious. They have just been putting on an air on Instagram leading up for this to be released and now are like, (laughs) none of this is real. (laughs) Oh, well, I shouldn't say that. I guess Shake was the one person that said none of it was real. <laughs> Which I'm kind of having a hard time finding not believable. Anyways, so the episodes, I, I was kind of having a hard time deciding how I wanted to organize this. And I think what I'm going to do is kind of give a brief recap of the episodes and then give kind of the important parts you know, and and cover the important parts. I'm not going to cover it as with as much detail as I do like a Sister Wives episode because that is very like dialogue heavy and very, you know, back and forth with what people say. And with this, it was just... (laughs) It's a lot of people peacocking, uh, trying to maintain their image, trying to maintain the persona that they're giving off on social media and the story that they're giving off on social media. Ugh, Deep D and Kyle, I'm looking at you. (laughs) So anyways, um, yeah, of course we started off the episode with a scene of Deep D and Kyle flirting, over-the-top flirting. I mean, that scene where they're, like, carrying the groceries and, you know, Deep D takes a drink of Kyle's coffee and he's like look at all that lipstick and then Deep D's like comes with the territory it's like fucking A just just bang in the middle of the street already I it, we're five seconds in and I was like I'm over this this is fake <laughs> at least with that I'm so I'm I am not a fan of the Deep D and Kyle stuff it's so fake to me Anyways, that lasts for about five seconds. And then we get into the liar liars pants on fires uh, that are Shane and Shayna. And so I, did we know that Shayna was a hairstylist? Did she ever mention that? Maybe she did and I just wasn't paying attention in the season. But anyways, so Shayna is of course cutting Shane's hair. I bet this is not the first time that he's gone and had her hair cut, his hair cut by her. But, um, you know, they're very flirty still very much you know she's running her fingers through his hair doing all that shit and so we then see shane and his talking head 
he said that like during the season he thought with every bone in his body he was going to marry Natalie and of course Natalie said no that we saw at the finale and the wedding I we still never got the whole scenario about that I know they had like a really big fight the night before the wedding and Natalie implied that like Shane said some really awful stuff to Natalie but of course we don't know what and then Shane also has played it off as like yeah he made a lot of mistakes but Natalie wasn't perfect either I don't know then one of the the best lines of Shane for this whole thing when he's explaining him and Natalie's relationship he says his and Natalie's relationship changes as much as he changes his underwear and like I get the idea he's trying to put it on but it just sounds like he doesn't change his underwear very often let's be honest (laughs) So they've been re-engaged, unengaged, on and off pretty much the entire time. I think this is like a year because I'm pretty sure this was all filmed in early 2022 and they were in the pods in early 2021, right? I would assume that's the case because based on what I saw on social media, like they were, and now what we know this house looks like that they go to for Natalie's birthday, I... I remember seeing pictures posted around when Natalie's birthday would have been, which I think is March. um, And she's like outside this rental house. There's snow outside. And so I'm assuming that's when they were filming all of this. Also, we've been like seeing Deep D and Kyle all early 2022 pretending they love each other. They're so cute. They're best friends. They find each other to be the perfect humans on social media. And then the, the episodes came out. So I'm going to assume this was all filmed in early 2022. So anyways, uh, within that time that Natalie and Shane have been together, they've been on and off. And uh, Natalie ended it uh, with saying that she doesn't want to speak to him ever again. And so... Shane said okay he respects that and then Shane just kind of boils it down to like miscommunication Eh, that's that's to be debated anyways um so back to Shana cutting Shane's hair she's asking you know are you okay how you doing that's gotta be really hard and Shane says that he's having like he's depressed about it and then he wants to have his uh eat pray love moment (laughs) And so, you know, why not? I, we know that Shane is going to be on some new Netflix reality show in like Panama or something. So maybe that's his idea of eat, pray, love. And so then we hear about Shana's boyfriend. Of course, he's perfect. He's amazing. He's also rich as fuck, it sounds like. And then we hear from Shana saying she knows she got a lot of heat from the experience. And, you know, we get the infamous flashback of Kyle kind of manipulatively proposing with his grandmother's ring and then a few minutes later after that Shayna went and told Shane that she also has a, ma- a bunch of strong feelings for him so yeah we get a flashback of how much Shayna sucked <laughs> and then of course Shayna lets Shane know her boyfriend is a Christian and he's also dramatic because he's Greek so I guess that's a thing and <laughs> And then, of course, he's older, he's mature, you know, better than anybody she could have ever possibly met in the pods. 
And then we hear, you know, of course he bought them a house. I guess he's like a real estate developer or something and sold the house like the week they were supposed to move in. And uh, that sounds chaotic. I don't know. That doesn't sound like mature, but whatever. He's rich and I I believe in God. So I think that's really all that Shana cares about. So then we get to the married lovebirds, one of the married couples of married lovebirds in the season, Nick and Danielle, and they're playing indoor putt-putt, it looks like. Um, Danielle sucks at it, so, and we see her have to go chase her ball across the bar. Uh, I deeply, re- I, I feel like a lot of it, I have a problem with Danielle, because in some instances, I I see a lot of myself and some of like the bad qualities of myself in Danielle. <laughs> I don't need to. Well, maybe I'll get into it later. But anyways, we get a talking head of theirs. And this is cringy, especially because we know things did not end well. And this brings back my my conversation of like, did this did they have contracts? You know, were they did they have to be married for like a certain amount of time before they could file for divorce? Um, Because like in this talking head, they say you know, Nick feels so far removed from being single, and Danielle says, like, one of the best parts about being married is that you can plan stuff for, like, a year, two years out, and you know the person is still gonna be there. Uh, Yikes. Did not age well. Did not age well. And that's sad. I mean, I feel bad. I don't... Part of me is, yes, ha ha ha, that's funny, but it's also sad, like, I don't know if they were trying to put this front on for the the talking heads. Did she genuinely believe that at the time? We haven't really heard anything about why Nick and Danielle broke up. Ayana and Jarrett, the other married couple from the season that broke up, when we see them in the these episodes, it's very obvious why they broke up. I like nobody is guessing the reasons about that. But with Nick and Danielle, it is kind of surprising. It's kind of like, wow, you guys seem to be like a good match it seemed like they were happy and were building like a happy life together i guess not anyway so we see then nick and danielle are back at the putt putting and danielle has rented an airbnb for uh, a surprise birthday party for natalie i guess she's turning 30 uh when these episodes are filled and of course they want to plan a fucking costume party i'm I'm over the corniness of the costume party. And I'm not against a costume party. Don't mind. I trick-or-treated until I was like 21 years old. So I love a costume. But the fact that they made this such like a huge storyline about... And like the fact that she wanted to throw costume parties when they were married is like a deal break or something that was like a problem with them when they were getting to know each other. I was, I was like, this is so dumb. But either way... um. Nick loves a costume party, and he always has. People just didn't understand it. (laughs) And so, yeah, we also hear that Shake is not going to be invited (laughs) to Natalie's birthday weekend, which I love. Um, I'm not missing Shake in any of this. Some people are idiots and are like, Shake was so awesome. He was the only one being real. And I'm like, go to his Instagram for that. But, like, I got my fill of Shake being an asshole on TV, we don't need him. The rest of these people are fake idiots. Yes, we know that. And I, I don't need Shake around to, to watch that. So anyways, uh, then we get to Ayana and Jarrett. And this, 
this was just frustrating watching them the entire time. Uh, clearly, Jarrett did not expect that he was actually going to have to do any changing when he got married. You know, I don't. Ayana, she says that she prepared for this when she went into Love is Blind, um, and Jarrett clearly didn't. And she says that Jarrett thought like some magical marriage button was going to be switched and everything was going to be perfect and he didn't have to work for anything but Jarrett then says like he doesn't know how to integrate his life with someone and he's never lived with anybody before and I'm not saying like you need to have lived with somebody before you get married but it's going to be a very big adjustment if you've never lived with a partner or the partner that you you've been married you're going to get married to it's very uncommon nowadays uh for partners not to live together before they get married i'm not saying it's you know people still do it don't want to make broad assumptions for everybody but yes it's it's a big thing so jared of course has not adjusted <laughs> um and then ayana says like him being super extroverted and spending all of his time with friends it, he doesn't really have boundaries and he'll like stay out till 7 a.m Whew. And then, like, Jarrett also has, like, a 9 to 5, he mentions later. I don't understand this man's hours and energy. Um, but anyways, Jarrett tries to play it off like that isn't the case. And they're just, they're really, cr- they're hard to watch, too, because it's just, it's this weird kind of bickering, but also, like, Jarrett just plays it off as, like, mm, give me a kiss, give me a kiss. I don't, I don't need to change. I'm just give me a kiss and Jarrett just essentially throughout the all these episodes is like yeah marriage is hard marriage is a lot harder than i thought and it's like yeah because you stay out at the club at se- till 7 a.m every night <laughs> um okay so then we get to the boys they're they're meeting up they're talking about marriage life Jarrett shows off his ring i thought this was funny he asked shane if uh he wants to try on his ring and shane goes oh no that's depressing as shit <laughs> that was funny um and then shane fills in the guys about him and natalie took a week off after the wedding and then they didn't talk and then like a month after the wedding they started talking again but shane had was spending a lot i think he's from wisconsin wisconsin if you guys can't tell i'm from the midwest as well so my midwest accent has been coming out quite a bit from you know chicago that michigan accent (laughs) I, that probably doesn't sound like it. I'm I'm emphasizing it. But anyways, so Shane spent a lot of his time after filming in Wisconsin. So he wasn't around in Chicago a lot. And he thinks that's why, like, he just wasn't around a lot to put in the time to really fix on fix things. Also, probably that distance helped him be able to get away with messaging Shane all the time. But Shane says he'll ultimately always keep it open with Natalie. He's not over her yet. Uh, according to him okay (laughs) it's what is really the bummer about this is like we never see natalie and shane together in a scene throughout these three episodes and that i don't like okay we need we should have fixed that i know natalie probably was not willing to but also like come on you're on a tv show like give me the give me the goods bitch (sighs) anyways (laughs) So, Jarrett 
and Kyle and Shane keep bullshitting about, you know, getting ready to date again, all that type of stuff. Shane says he is not going on any of the apps. He does not want people finding any nudes of him flying around. If anybody sees anything on the the apps, it's not him, okay? (laughs) Then they ask Kyle what's going on with uh, Deep D. Kyle plays it off like nothing, and obviously Shane calls him out. Shane is like, no, you, something's going on. We hear, of course, Kyle and Kyle and Deep D had a, a connection in the pods, and this is probably the first out of 10 million times that we hear Kyle say, I love her to death. She's the best person in the world. <sighs> they say that so much <clears throat> about each other, these episodes. It's like, okay, we get it. You both think you guys are the best humans in the world. And then they continue to make things complicated and stupid. <laughs> um and then Kyle says like him and Deep D have not done the deed he doesn't want to cross a line with her because they're such good friends and then Shane another great line for him he goes I would cross that line so fast <laughs> you know he's probably thinking about the crop tops he's thinking about just let's go <laughs> then Jarrett has claimed to have hung his player jersey up and says he's been struggling with marriage. We keep hearing that from Jarrett all of these these episodes. And he can't seem to put Ayana first. And then this is where we hear, like, apparently when he got married, Jarrett thought he had to become the man of the house. And so on top of his already, already 9 to 5, he decided to start working security and bartending. And I'm like... This sounds like he just came up with reasons to still be able to, like, go out and party after he got married. Now, I don't know what his 9 to 5 is. Um, So, yes, maybe he needed to get an extra job to, like, bring in extra income. I'm not saying that, you know, like, how come somebody has to get a second job? I'm not saying that. But he's working security at a club and bartending. So that then, once he gets off, he can just keep partying. And then we hear Jared say, like, he has a problem with overindulging, and once he starts going out, he can't stop. And then he claims he's been working on that stuff. And we hear that a lot from Jared. Just a lot of these, like, empty, non-descript definitions of working on stuff. And, yeah, I just... (laughs) Jared's full of shit, too. (laughs) Like, all these people. Anyways, so, uh... Then we get to a scene with Shayna and her man, Christos. Christos, the Greek god. Or, I think his real name is Christopher, but he goes by Christos. And they meet for dinner with Danielle and Nick. And then, um, you know, of course, Shayna was immediately in love with Christos as soon as she met him. And, you know, their friends want to kill them when they're together because they're so lovey-dovey. And we do see a little bit of this, like, they put it on for, like, I love you, baby! I love you! Yeah. Uh, We then hear Nick claims that he is not a fan of spicy food, and he had some spicy feta before their wedding, and that's why he was sweating like a a whore in church on the the altar. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Uh... I also love this. They gave the Danielle gives some shit to Shayna about squinting all the time, and I just I liked a little callback to that. And 
then we hear that Shayna, her first question when she met Christos was, do you believe in Jesus Christ? And it goes, yup, that sounds like Shayna. <laughs> um, you know, they ask about marriage. Is that going to come from them? Of course it is going to. And then they tell Shayna and Christos to come to the 80s party that they're going to throw at this Airbnb. But we don't see them mention at all uh, that it's actually for Natalie's birthday. So I don't know if that was just editing or they intentionally did not tell Shayna that. <laughs> so that she would be more inclined to want to come. Uh, also, I think Shayna had to come because they're obviously filming these episodes. So it's not like I really think Shayna had a choice in the matter. And then, um, you know, Shayna has not talked to Natalie. According to Shayna, she's done nothing wrong. Natalie is just trying to make up a bunch of stuff about her. I don't think that's the case. I think Natalie talked a lot of shit. Uh, remember, we remember that other time that um, Shayna had messaged Natalie saying she has some friends to hook her up with. You know, trying to be a little snotty. She also was telling Shane, you know, oh, I think your relationship is fake as fuck. You know, Shayna's Shayna said some shit. And then she goes and denies it a lot of times when people ask her about it. So, yeah. <laughs> then Danielle says in a talking head she didn't necessarily want her to come to the party. But, you know, obviously it's a TV show, so she's got to invite her. <sighs> Back to fucking Kyle. He's packing, and of course he needs to, you know, FaceTime the girl he loves so much, his best friend, the best human in the world, Deep D. And she tells him to bring warm clothes so she can steal them from him. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> and then Kyle wants to know what she's wearing so they can coordinate. But they're not dating, and they're having a hard time figuring it out to what to do, okay, people? And then, you know, we hear more from Deep T about it. It's a, it's a situationship. They want, you know, she would love to be with Kyle, but they just keep making it more and more difficult. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, I, this stuff is, I literally have so little to say about Deep T and Kyle because it's so surface. It's so silly and... Their whole shtick they're trying to put on is that they care about each other so much. They are the best humans in the world to each other, but they just don't want to mess up this friendship. And it's like, you are not 15. Like, you either want to date or you don't. And it's very obvious you're just making this difficult to come up with some convoluted storyline for your guys' story. Like, ugh! <laughs> I sound like I'm really, like, uh, it, this. watching this makes me unhappy. I love watching this. It's just, I, they they really think that they're convincing people that this is real. And Shake is right. This is bullshit. <laughs> Anyways, um, so then we get to Natalie and Ayana getting drinks. Natalie shares uh, after the wedding that her and Shane kind of rekindled things, and they tried for a few months, but... She has told Shane now that the, do the door's closed for good. She doesn't love him anymore. You know, putting her foot down, which is good. And she knows still that Shane has a lot of feelings for her, but, you know, he's got to let that go. I still want to know the real story. We have not heard anything. Um, and according to Natalie, she has sent 
messages to the producers of what she's seen between Shane and Shayna, between Shayna and Shane and Natalie, and they haven't shown it. Um, and then Ayana divulges to Natalie that, you know, Jarrett really doesn't know how to stop overindulging. And Ayana thought at first, like it was his friends that were a bad influence on him. And it's not. <laughs> so we also hear from Ayana that like Jarrett's never been really held accountable for himself, been held accountable for anything that he does. And, you know, Ayana doesn't want to be a party pooper, but she also knows like, dude, you're married now. You got to control yourself. And so this ended up leading to Ayana getting really fed up and she moved out, which is not good. Um, And, you know, Ayana really makes the point, like, it's not because she doesn't love Jarrett. And then she says, like, uh, Jarrett grew up in a really strict household. So that's why he does it. Like, that's why he likes to go out all the time and do whatever he wants. And yeah, that's it. That's it, Ayana. So, uh, then at the bar, the other girls show up. So it's Mallory, Deep D, Danielle, Natalie, and, uh, Ayana. And Mallory, we hear from, remember, she was left at the altar. Well, not left at the altar, but Sal said no to her at the altar. And she says she's single and ready to mingle. She's learned from Love is Blind that, like, she needs to be more direct and she's approaching dating differently. Cool good for her (laughs) excuse me they talk about what they're gonna wear to this 80s party and then they ask deep d if kyle is coming to the party of course he is they're on the fucking show together and you know deep d tells him we have so much fun together we talk for six to seven hours at a time bitch you talk for six to seven hours at a time and you don't know whether or not you want to call him your boyfriend and kyle isn't Shut up. They're best friends, okay? They, they think they're both the perfect humans. <laughs> um, Natalie throws a little, a little shade at Shake, I love here. And <laughs> I can't remember exactly what she said, but she's like, oh, Shake's not coming, right? Okay, good. And then Mallory says that she's been working on her stu- herself. She's been going to therapy, working out. That's good. She hasn't seen Sal except in group settings. They're cordial. Like, you know, typical exes. Uh, and it's obvious, like, they really share a friend group because of Love is Blind. But, like, outside of Love is Blind, I don't think they have much interaction or, like, overlap in each other's lives. And then uh, we see a flashback of Sal dumping Mallory, and that hurts. So we hear Shane will not be at the party uh, there's messages between Shane and Shayna that this is when Natalie brings it up. And, uh, they were sent to each other while Natalie and Shane were dating. Natalie says there's been messages between them for months. And she brought this up and Shane admitted it to Natalie. And then Shayna also told Shane he should come after Natalie at the reunion for Love is Blind. And Shane ended up not doing that, which is good. I mean, I'm glad. And... That does give somewhat of a kudos or credit to him that he does care about Natalie and wants to be with her. I'm glad that he didn't do that and come for Natalie. I mean, he was, like, convulsing the entire time at the reunion, so who knows what he was, like, keeping down inside of him. But okay. Um, so, 
Natalie essentially is saying like Shane always comes off as nice and Natalie knows it's it's fake it's not real and Shayna has knowingly lied about saying a lot of shitty stuff again like the relationship is fake and I'm gonna hook you up with another guy and so Natalie says that this started Shane Shayna responded to Shane's story with like a sexual message and I guess they would send a lot of messages about what would happen if they were together how wild their sex time, sexy time would be. And Shane told Natalie it was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, it was. You, no shit. <laughs> um, so then Natalie is hurt by this. Duh. And then we get to Danielle's mom. She essentially is like picking up their dog to watch them for a few days. And we hear that Nick gets along really well with his mother-in-law and sister-in-law, and they hang out. I don't care. (laughs) Um, And then we get them traveling to the winter wonderland of New Buffalo, Michigan. Uh, Which I bet in the middle of March is great. (laughs) It's clearly cold as fuck when we see this. Um, And they've, they really much... Netflix must have gotten a really good deal on this house because it's clearly out of season. Netflix, I see you. I see you. Um, anybody who doesn't know where New Buffalo, Michigan is, it's about an hour, 15 minutes away from Chicago. It's essentially like on the other side of Lake Michigan from Chicago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the house is really awesome, though. I'd love to stay there. It sucks, though. It has a massive pool, but because it's probably like 15 degrees out while they're there... They can't use it. Anyways, uh, then we hear from Danielle and Nick, their Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events. <laughs> they went to Colorado for a concert to hear their band, some favorite band of theirs, play their wedding song. Oh, such bad luck. They didn't play the song. Then I guess they went whitewater rafting and it capsized and Nick got a concussion. They went to a winery once and the power went out. So, you know, <laughs> sure. <laughs> then Deep D and Kyle show up. I hate Deep D sweater. It's one of those, like, cut-off, like, sweaters right above your boobs uh, that is, like, just covers your arms and your shoulders. I think it looks so stupid. Just wear a cut-off, like, a, a crop top hoodie. I just, I know I'm being nasty here, but it just, I hate that. Um... You know, they come into the house. It's all that fun stuff. Kyle and Deep D, again, whatever. Deep D says in a talking head that Kyle makes her feel giddy and hot and bothered. And then we see her smack Kyle's booty with a pizza board or a cutting board. So I hope the owners of that house charge them with an extra cleaning fee for that. (laughs) Um... Then Ayana and Jarrett get there. They break out the golden goblets and the party starts getting poppin'. Kyle asks if anybody's missing. Of course. It's Saul. Saul's missing. And they ask Mallory. This is like the first out of 80 million times they're going to ask Mallory. Is it weird that you're going to have to hang out with your ex? Yeah, kind (laughs) of. Natalie says like Mallory hasn't really shown... I've been saying Shane and Shayna too much. Hasn't really shared too much about what's going on with Sal, um, but I guess Mallory really did love him. And then a mysterious car pulls up and two people's feet come out and it's Sal! 
and his girlfriend, Jesse. Um, Mallory and Jesse, you know, they're cordial. Mallory says in a talking head that is very uncomfortable and awkward. Okay. Yes, we get it. Hanging out with your ex and their new girl is, is very awkward. Sal's girlfriend, Jesse, this girl knows she's on camera as soon as she walks into this house. Like, they're taking shots. She comes in. She's ready to party. And, you know, <laughs> it's very obvious she knew she was coming to be on a TV show. So then, you know, once Sal shows up, Mallory's like, all right, time to drink away this awkwardness. <laughs> and then we come into the second episode. Holy shit. I'm at four. I did not think I was going to go this much into detail. Oh, well, here we are. So they're still partying. Sal and Jesse have shown up. They uh, take turns picking up Kyle as some sort of like strong woman competition. Okay. Then we find out Sal met Jesse at his sister's party. Um, remember, Sal has two sisters that he's very close with. And Sal says, you know, she's such a firecracker. And when she's in a room, you know it. Oh, we know Sal. You keep seeing her stick her legs up in the air and twerking it and popping it during uh, board games. And and I don't want to say don't twerk it and don't pop it, but it's so obvious. You can tell Jessie was like the annoying theater kid that really, really... She gives me like Rachel Berry from Glee vibes. <laughs> and we see at this party there's clearly like a divide between Mallory and the girls and then Sal and Jesse and Nick and Danielle who are playing a game. Uh... We then hear, like, Ayana's issues with saliva have changed with her and Jarrett. I'm like, ugh, okay. You can tell throughout all these talking heads, Ayana is low-key annoyed with Jarrett. She is, I can almost see, she kind of gets the ick from Jarrett now. And, you know, her and Ayana and Natalie talk again, and she brings up to Natalie like she hasn't moved back in yet for her own mental health. She doesn't like waiting for hours for Jarrett to come home. Yeah, I don't blame her. I don't blame her at all. And so, you know, they haven't really had a more specific talk. Shocker. Uh, Natalie says in a talking head if she was in Ayana's position, she doesn't know if she could stay. But she gives Ayana credit and she knows that, you know, they're being real about it. And, you know... That's nice of Natalie. <laughs> uh, about four feet away from the other girls, Jarrett, Nick, and... Or not Nick. Jarrett... Yeah, Nick and Kyle. Sorry. Too many end names. Start talking about Jarrett and Ayana's problems again. Of course, Jarrett isn't growing. He keeps bringing this up. He's not growing. He's not adjusting to marriage. Marriage is hard. And then Nick says that he's changed a lot. Good for him. He's not watching as much Monday Night Football. Wow. Good for him. <laughs> then we hear more from Deep D and, and Kyle. Deep D is telling the girls that her and Kyle hang out every day. Deep D wants to be with him, but she keeps putting her walls up. Yes, you literally are just making this more difficult for a storyline on TV. And, uh, you know... Shake told us. I said it again. I'll say it again. Shake told us. This was for a storyline. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Ayana and Jared are back again. It's so much back and forth of, like, hearing the same shit over and over again in these episodes. Kyle and Deep D 
want to fuck and they haven't yet because they're scared they're going to lose their friendship, but they're so important to each other. Ayana and Jarrett. Jarrett is not adjusting to marriage life because he still wants to go out and party and is essentially not making any changes in his life to adjust for having a wife. There we go. (laughs) And, you know, Ayana essentially is saying to him, like, he needs to cut down on his drinking, you know, you need to start putting our our marriage as a priority. Jarrett equates this to saying, like, it's growing pains. And he just kind of gives a bunch of empty platitudes. Uh, he understands why she's frustrated with him. And, you know, he keeps, he's joking that he has, like, a 30, 60, 90 day plan. And Ayana's like, oh, do you? What is it? And he's like, oh, no, I don't have that. Again, like, you just... Huh. And what really stuck out to me in these interactions here was that Ayana says she wants consistency and she doesn't trust his words anymore. And she says, you are just so irresponsible sometimes, bruh. <laughs> I love the way she says that. And then she says she loves him so much, but she doesn't see the value of having him as a partner sometimes. Damn. And, uh, she then says she wonders if this was a mistake that should be corrected or if this is worth fighting for. I'm not surprised things did not work out. <laughs> anyway, so now they're off. The next, This is the next morning. The girls are getting in their winter influencer best. You know, lots of tan, neutral colors. <laughs> Sal says that Mallory is keeping her distance. They're doing a little morning drinking. And he also isn't really interacting with her because his focus is on his his current girlfriend, Jessie. Duh. And now they take off to Danielle's amazing plan, a tractor pull ride in the middle of March in New Buffalo, Michigan. The winter wonderland of New Buffalo, Michigan. Uh, Anybody who's not well aware of Michigan weather in March, it's still cold. Especially the closer you are to a Great Lake. Because there's a thing called lake effect snow, uh, and towns around the lake tend to be colder during the winter. Uh, Danielle strikes me as the person who makes terrible ideas. Hence why probably they have their series of unfortunate events every time they go somewhere. But um, she's the type of person that makes terrible ideas and then is like, whoops, I guess I should have checked the weather. Like, are you 10? As someone who likes to be very planned for outings and feels very bad if I plan something and people are, like, inconvenienced or not having a good time, uh, Danielle, this is where I do not relate with her. I would have been like, you... Thankfully, they all have blankets. Uh, Ayana, poor Ayana, looks like she is about to turn into an ice cube. (laughs) So anyways, they're on this tractor ride. They're, They're... taking the pole to wherever they're going to a winery. Uh, and Deepti starts asking Jesse about herself. And of course, we find out Jesse is in the theater and dance uh, around New- uh, Chicago. And then Natalie asks Saul and Jesse what their favorite things are about each other. I'm like, damn, Natalie was being poked by some producers because poor Mallory is just sitting there. And she says she loves how open Saul is, and Saul says that they just listen to each other really well, and she makes life more interesting. 
So Danielle then asked, are you guys going to start a band? Because I guess they're both singers. Remember, Sal loves singing with his ukulele. And then Jesse breaks out into like a opera aria again, putting out that rehearsal, letting everybody on Netflix know she's open and available. <laughs> um, you know, and this sucks for Mallory. I feel for her. She's just kind of like, I don't want to get to know my ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend. Like, I really, I don't need this. <laughs> they finally reach a building with heat. So they start drinking wine, all that type of stuff. This is where Danielle, she kind of gets a little rowdy and gets to, she goes, I'll drink the dump bucket for the wine. You know, if you've ever been to a wine tasting, you take a few sips, and if you don't like it, you're supposed to spit or dump it into the bucket. And as someone who has partied a lot with people who like to drink alcohol from whatever source they can get it from, yeah, I, I see this. The charcuterie they're eating looks really fucking good, too. Go for a charcuterie board right now. Um, and then Kyle says that him and Shayna are cordial, but like they would never hang out. <laughs> Clearly, so they don't make Shayna come to this wine tasting or anything, but Mallory's got to hang out with Sal all day. And then Nick and Danielle ask Kyle what's going on with him in Deep D. Again, Kyle's saying there's a lot of pressure, and Nick kind of lays it out and says, like, look, yes, you guys are friends and you don't want to ruin anything, but also, like, not making a choice and not addressing it can cause some more issues, too, and, like, what if you guys start pursuing other people, you get jealous, that can cause a lot of issues, too, and then you lose a friendship. Okay. I like that. Good. Now we get to nighttime, and it's time for traveling back to the 1980s. You get, like, all of a sudden, they change the video. It's like very VHS style, and it's like an 80s montage of the girls getting themselves dolled up. Natalie is in like a pink, off-the-shoulder, puffy prom uh, dress type of thing. Very 16 Candles, pretty in pink type of style. And then Nick is trying to be like the white extra MC of Run DMC or something. <laughs> Danielle's wig reminds me of... Did anybody watch Rugrats? Do you remember the doll that <laughs> she gets, like, thrown into the sewer? And there's an entire episode where she travels through the sewer and, like, the water trans, <laughs> the water cleaning system of the town. And then at the end, you just see her hair and it's, like, all spiked up and everything. She looks like she's just been ravaged. That's what Danielle's wig looks like. <laughs> that was a very, very obscure reference. But anybody who has watched Rugrats and fucks with that, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, also, you could say it looks like a really bad Joan Jet. <laughs> uh, and then fucking Deep D, of course, she's panting and woofing over Kyle in his jean jacket. That also reminds me, too, I forgot to mention this. Earlier, uh, I think it's in episode one when they're Kyle's packing and they're FaceTiming. <laughs> Deep D is like, Kyle is so edgy. Okay. <laughs> because of what? His, like, nose ring? Sure. Um, then some more, like, pod squad people who we really didn't get to know, but somehow became influencers also show up. We then see the one girl who is heavier that they showed for two seconds on the show, and Netflix claimed that was their way of, of being more inclusive of body types on this season. <laughs> I love that. I remember when the, the second season came out, and they were like, oh my gosh, they're going to have, like, 
different body types are going to have heavier girls on there and different, you know, different guys that aren't just like chiseled abs. And we see literally a minute of those people interact on the all the episodes. And Netflix is like, look at us. Representation, people. <laughs> oh, anyways. So then we see this sequence of Saul dressing up as like Tom of Finland. <laughs> if you don't know what Tom of Finland is, look it up. And then Jesse, I admit, she looks hot. Uh... But damn, like I said, she knew she was going to be on TV and she knew she was going to be at a party with Sal's ex. So she is, she's putting it all out there. And this really annoyed me because they come out, they do their whole thing. Natalie, or I'm sorry, uh, again, Jessie sticks her leg way up in the air to put her leather boots on. And then we hear Natalie, who is like 100 pounds soaking wet, size zero, says to another friend, I wish I could pull off that outfit. But instead, I'm, like, all covered up. Shut up. Shut up, Natalie. You know, more 80s parties. We get a bunch of shots of Jessie's ass. Yes, we get it. She looks great. Sal, of course, is saying in a talking head, I'm a very lucky man. Okay, we get it. Um, I do say maybe I hate Danielle because she does party very similar to me. She's, like, just kind of bumbling... Doesn't really care if she looks cute or not. Ready to drink and just... <laughs> I've definitely had nights like that. I don't think I'm as much like that anymore. <sighs> no, I probably am. Anyways. <laughs> we also see Nick is like standing on the edge of the kitchen island counter. And I was... I mean, based on how we hear that they have so many terrible things happening on their vacations, I was expecting Nick to fall off and crack his head open. For how, like, he looked very drunk. He's standing on that counter and i'm like oh thankfully that didn't happen or at least we didn't see it <laughs> and then natalie and nick are talking to sal saying they're really happy to see him happy you know they're obviously editing this episode to make it look like mallory is like all by herself and just kind of sitting there taking shots but like let's remember mallory is the one who knows everybody here jesse is new to the gang um, and then this is when Sal decides he should talk to Mallory. And of course, everybody notices this. So Sal pulls Mallory aside and he's like, I just want to check in on you and see how you're doing. And he like thanks her for being welcoming to Jesse. And, you know, of course, Mallory is like, yeah, she's fine. It's a little awkward, yada, yada, yada. She's not letting her, letting him see her sweat. Totally get that. You know, I've been in that situation before where it's like, you're with an ex and they're a new person and you're just kind of like, fuck, we have the same friend group. You just have to put up with it. And, you know, then Jessie comes up. Ugh, she, of course, has to pop into the frame. She wants to be like, I know this is so weird, but like, I don't intentionally want to make anyone feel bad. I am not worried about you at all. You know, Jessie plays off this very, I'm confident, cool, collected. Maybe she is. Uh, it's also very obvious Jessie is like drunk and she's trying to do like the drunk girl in the bathroom thing. Like, I just love you. And, like, there's no beef between us. <laughs> um, and then Sal says in a talking head, like, Mallory's putting up her walls. It's like, well, why the fuck wouldn't she? She's filming a TV show, and she's with her ex and his new girlfriend. Like, why... <laughs> why would she be, like, some open book with you guys? So anyways, then Sal is so happy and in love and at the party he needs to tell Jesse that. So we see a scene of that. And uh, 
you know, Mallory has said she's realized she's made it hard for people to get to know her. She's not the most affectionate or vulnerable, so it takes a lot of time for her to trust people. I get that. Um, I don't know. I guess she's working on it. Good for her. <laughs> like, I, I, I think that's a common problem for people, so I hope, obviously, she just wasn't into Sal either. She claims that she was, but, like, she really wasn't. Um, and then Deep D and Kyle, again, keep being annoying in front of people. You know, Kyle says he has no other desire to date anyone, and he doesn't think Deep D does either. And then, oh my god, he finally realizes they should date now. And they are wasting each other's time. Oh my god, finally! It only took you six months of pretending. Yeah. And then we get this sit-down with Kyle and Deep D, and he asks her if she's happy with how things are going. Deep D says yes. Like, obviously, they gravitate towards each other. They talk every day. They're the first and last text to each other every day. You know. And Kyle says right now he's so happy, and he has so much love for her. Yada, yada, yada. He's so much love for her. She's the perfect human in the world. Her problems are his problems. And he keeps saying this over and over. And, like... It's just a bunch of empty platitudes. It honestly sounds like stuff that Shake would say. Except minus the, like, you remind me of my aunt. <laughs> and Kyle just talks too much. He just keeps going on and on. And, you know, obviously there are feelings there and they value the friendship. I'm so sick of this. <laughs> Back to the party. Uh, Danielle is talking and she hopes that Shayna doesn't show up. <laughs> but obviously she invited her. So then uh, we see... A G-Wagon pulls up. I like G-Wagons. I know they're obnoxious and douches like Christos drive them, but I kind of like them. Uh, people, of course, are hyping Natalie up now. They're like, oh, Shane is coming. Shane is and we see Natalie, deer and headlights start popping off in her mind. <gasps> so then we hear, like, Kyle says that Natalie has, like, a super professional image, and so she doesn't let anybody see kind of her real side, but also she has a tendency to stir so stuff up and, and instigate stuff. Hmm. Clearly Kyle has not heard anything from Natalie's side of the story, and Kyle thinks that Natalie should let it go and that Shayna is just living her own life. <laughs> okay, I guess so. Whatever. Um, because, of course, why would Shane ever tell the truth to, to Kyle about what's going on? And in Kyle's mind, you know, he did almost marry Shayna, but didn't. And clearly he didn't really want to marry Shayna. He just, like, proposed to her so that he could stay on the show. Shake also called it out. I fucking hate Shake, but he did call out some truth. Okay? Let's just sit with that. <laughs> um... And then we find out that Shayna and Christos, of course, have been engaged since the dinner with Nick and Danielle. <laughs> um, of course. And then, of course, this is where they show up to let everybody know it. Natalie's birthday party. <laughs> and we see, of course, because Christos is rich, Shayna got a big old rock. Natalie doesn't even talk to her at the party. And, um... You know, we hear from a talking head, Natalie thought that not saying anything was the best, and, you know, she could just let it go, but it's only hurt her, and she does think that Shayna and Shane were in a secret relationship, and that anytime this has been brought up about the stuff that Shayna has said, she lies and deflects. She's a little liar, liar, pants on fire. I've been saying it. 
Um, you know, and like I said at the party, Natalie doesn't even talk to her. <laughs> she says she thinks of Shayna as like the other woman. And Natalie is telling her friends, like she wonders if Christos even knows that she was messaging Shane. Because according to when this was happening, Shayna was in a relationship with Christos already, you know, and was so happy and in love. So again, Shayna and Christos seem to like be making all the spotlight on them. Like they walk in, they're, they're that couple at the party that is clearly like, we're too cool to be here, but we have to show up and make an appearance. And so they stay posted up right in front of the fucking refrigerator and everybody else comes to them. It's so annoying. They don't go and say hi to anybody. They don't go and, you know, do any of the kind of mingling at a party. It's they come in and everybody has to come to them. And when they're coming to them, Shane is like, I'm engaged. Look at this. Uh Aren't we perfect? Aren't we perfect? Okay. Uh, And then we find out, you know, as they're posted up at the refrigerator that Shana and Christos are going to get married right away because they want babies. You know, um, Danielle then, she now knows from Natalie that, like, these messages have happened. And she's kind of surprised because Shayna made it out like nothing was going on with Shane and that they had absolutely no contact or relationship. But obviously that wasn't the case. And Danielle's like, hmm, maybe I can't trust her. And then Danielle, of course, as she, like an idiot, tells Shayna that she was nervous about having her come to the party and that she found out about these messages when the girls went out for drinks. Obviously, Shayna denies it all and says that all of their messages were platonic. And then Shayna says, like, oh, the most crazy message we probably sent was something like, sweet baby. What? I don't... mm, That sounds weird. (laughs) Like, again, like I said, Shayna is a liar, liar, pants on fire. (laughs) And so, um... After Shayna hears this, she obviously is like, all right, we gotta go. We've been here for too long. And so she says to her boyfriend, you know, trust me, trust me. We're gonna leave in five minutes. And her boyfriend is like, baby, baby. Back to that thing that Shayna was talking about earlier. You know, all my friends hate us because we're always just like, I love you, baby. I love you. Um, You know, and Christos keeps saying, I'm team you. I'm team you. Okay, whatever. So Shayna makes it out to be obviously like she's this big victim and people are just trying to talk shit and start stuff and can't be happy for her. Okay, whatever. So then they leave uh, without really saying goodbye to anybody. (laughs) Uh, Except like Danielle. And then obviously Natalie then is happy and back to being the the starlet of the party. It's it's her party and she cannot talk to Shayna if she doesn't want to. So we are now looking at the next morning and Nick and Danielle wake up and the house is a fucking mess. (laughs) It looks like a bunch of buffaloes from New Buffalo came rolling into that house. Like there's salad in the sink. There's just, it looked awful. Then Danielle was like, I think maybe I made some of this mess. (laughs) Um, and then we get a scene of Ayana and Jarrett. They take to the basketball court and they're goofing around and, you know, whatever. She says she's happy to spend time with him and she likes that Jarrett's goofy and stuff like that. And then they bring up, you know, 
if Jarrett is nervous that their parents are going to meet for the first time since the wedding for dinner, uh, because obviously shit has not been going well for them. Jarrett's a little nervous, and obviously Jarrett's dad does not, not obviously, we find out that Jarrett's dad does not know anything about Ayana moving out, and Ayana's parents know everything. <laughs> so Ayana had reached out to her parents to see if they could talk um, essentially some sense into Jarrett at dinner. Uh, it's just odd. I can't imagine. I mean, maybe it's just like the relationship I have my, with my parents. I'm close with my parents, but I couldn't imagine being like, Mom, Dad, we need to have a conversation at dinner with me, you, and Tom, and Tom's parents. Like, I... I'd be like, no, I, I don't need you to know about our marital issues. I mean, unless something was like, I don't know. I guess everyone's different, but I'd be like, I don't need to be having this conversation with our parents around, but okay. So uh, it's very obvious Jarrett does not talk to his parents about this type of stuff and really does not talk about where he's doing things wrong and stuff. And it's I think it's pretty obvious Jarrett is not very honest with his parents so uh everybody leaves the new buffalo house they go back to chicago some weird song in the background plays of like i know about wait i know i don't belong and i'm leaving it's like okay i guess you don't belong anymore your your rental time is up so okay uh, and then back in Chicago, Saul goes over to his sister's apartment. And I remember them popping up a lot during the season. And, you know, Saul is telling his sisters that he's been thinking about how great things with are. And, you know, his sisters love Jesse. Saul says Jesse makes him want to be an even better person. You know, all those sentiments are like, oh, she makes me want to be the best person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Saul's sisters essentially tell him, like, you know, his picker has gotten better. <laughs> Oh, I don't think they liked Mallory. Then Sal, of course, brings up proposing to Jesse. I have a feeling Sal likes to move quick. And like Sal's other sister is like, I know you love Jesse, but you need to take your time. And I I feel like this, even before Love is Blind, I don't think this was the first um, time that Sal has proposed to a girl. <laughs> and then we hear some interesting insight from Sal. He says that he thought that he had to protect Mallory throughout this whole experience, and he doesn't know why. And so now he doesn't want to anymore, and he wants to speak his truth. So he tells his sisters that why he said no to Mallory was um, because a week before the wedding, I guess Sal and Mallory had a shopping date planned. Sal didn't hear from Mallory for two hours, so he went out uh, to a few places himself, thinking that she would meet up with him. And then he called her one last time, and she picked up, and her words were definitely really slurry. So, you know, she had been drinking or something. Sal heads back to his apartment, and as he's walking down the street, he saw a guy pour a cup of coffee out of the window of a car, and then he hears a woman's voice say, Hey, that was my coffee. And then Sal said he realized that voice sounded just like Mallory's. And sure enough, when he looked, it was Mallory in the car with another guy, and she was clearly drunk so that night sal ended up staying at his sisters and they didn't know why he didn't say anything until now and so sal's sisters are kind of like well it's a good lesson about boundaries and you know seeing you know and sal says that like jesse seeing his history with mallory was hard for her i'm like was it i think jesse will take whatever she needs to so she can get her camera time <laughs> Anyways, um, 
Then his sisters throw a little more shade at Mallory, and they say Jesse is nice because she at least has more to say about Sal than that. He's just sweet. Because <laughs> if you remember from the season, Mallory, that was, like, really the only good thing she had to say about Sal, which then again makes me realize, like, I don't think she really wanted to marry Sal. I think she was hurt that he ended up realizing that and said no. <laughs> um and then, of course, Sal says he already has a ring for Jesse and shows him shows it to his sisters. Like I said, I have a feeling Sal has proposed many times to women before. <laughs> and so uh, now we finally see the moment where Ayana and Jarrett go to dinner with um, their parents. I'm still confused. Ayana's parents, I know they're like semi-adoptive parents because we know like Ayana's birth parents, you know, like she doesn't really have them in her life and they've been kind of shitty. Like, Ayana's mom, quote, uh, I think her name is Jennifer, because she kind of refers to her as both. It looks like she is maybe five years older than Ayana. And then her dad, or, like, Jennifer's husband, looks maybe ten years older than Ayana. <laughs> but hey, okay. Um, as soon as they sit down, it's very obvious the parents know, like, eh, something's up. You know, you're sitting us down here for more than just, like, a scene uh, for this TV show. And Ayana's mom, Jennifer, brings it right up. She's like, so, how are things are going? How are things going? And Jarrett's like, oh, they're stupendous. Like a fucking jackass. And Ayana's mom's like, no, if we're gonna be family, like, we need to talk about this shit and, like, reconcile stuff. And, again, Jarrett just goes, you know, marriage is not easy. And it's been a roller coaster. Yeah. Because you stay out till 7am. And Jarrett finally tells the parents that Ayana moved out and you know he keeps saying a lot of like these empty platitudes I need to get my shit together all that type of stuff and Ayana's mom asks him like okay what are your plans to get your proverbial shit together and you know of course Jarrett really doesn't have any answers and then Jarrett's dad kind of chimes in and says well what leads you to want to drink so much? And we get, again, this insight, like, Jarrett is the life of the party. He loves a good time. When he comes in, you know, party doesn't start till he comes in. Party doesn't end until he leaves. And so, I guess he's having a hard time with that. And then Ayana's parents are straight up just like, how can you go out multiple times a week and stay up all night? Like, and his her dad is like, there are some things that you need balance, and then there are some things, like, you need cutting off. And you can tell her dad is like, you hear me? Like, <laughs> and then Jared's dad, and this kind of goes back to what Ayana said earlier, like, he's not really held accountable for stuff. Jared's dad blames it on Jared's friends for being bad influences. And this is where I get the idea again that he's not really held accountable. And, um... Remember, Ayana said to Natalie she thought it was Jarrett's friends at first, but clearly that isn't the case. And then his dad asks Jarrett, like, you know, do you see yourself as a single pre-married Jarrett? Or do you see yourself as married Jarrett? And, like, his dad, I think his dad is, like, a pastor or something like that, because it seems like they're pretty religious. Um, and so he says to Jarrett, you know, you need to put your wife first, and then the blessings will come. I think he's putting in a nice way of like, you know, you need to stop pretending you're single and going out all night, Jarrett. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, Jarrett, again, just keeps giving this lip service of like, yep, I need to do this. I need to change. 
and no real actual evidence. No real, or not evidence, but any real concrete plans. He just keeps saying he needs to change, but he doesn't actually say, okay, I'm going to not work my bartending job anymore, or I'm going to make sure if I do go out, I'm coming home at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., something like that. I'm also like, don't the bars in Chicago close at like 2, 3 a.m.? I would assume 3 the latest? So what are you doing out till 7 a.m., sir? And then if you have a 9 to 5, what are you doing? Like... I, uh, that's why I'm like, I don't trust Jarrett. Um, and says, and then we hear, you know, Ayana's mom lays it a little bit on Ayana and essentially like, you know, both of you need to make this work. We can't all just pile on Jarrett and say everything's wrong with him. Ayana, you need to be able to give Jarrett the room to actually, you know, better himself and, and make things better. You can't just like run away. So, you know, I think it seemed to go well. Jarrett said his his buns were hot because he was in the hot seat. I'm like, it seems pretty lukewarm of a seat to me. (laughs) And then, um, you know, Jarrett keeps saying more. I need to change. I need to change. Uh, Clearly he hasn't because we know since then they have broken up. So they leave the restaurant and then at one point Ayana pulls Jarrett, Ayana's mom pulls Jarrett aside and essentially is like, dude, I need to know as my daughter's husband, that I can trust you. And he's like, when I, she says, when I got that phone call at 7 a.m. that Ayana was moving out, she's like, you need to cherish her. I can't get any more phone calls like this. And you can tell Ayana's mom is pissed, but she's trying to keep it, keep it cool, keep it classy for the camera. But you know, she's probably like, fuck you, Jarrett. Get your shit together. I do not need to be worrying about my daughter like this. I don't blame her. <sighs> now we're back to Deep D and Kyle. Again, it's freezing outside, but they're outside on his balcony looking at the city lights. Um, and so he keeps complaining it's cold, but then he grabs a blanket. Good for him. And so then we finally, Kyle decides, this is the time I'm going to pr- film the scene and pretend that Deep D and I are in love and we've found our perfect humans. So, after a lot of blah, 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 Kyle and Deep Dee decide to, quote, start a relationship. And, uh, yeah, they're kissing, all that type of stuff. That's great. (laughs) And what we find out later, and a few days after these episodes dropped, oh, surprise, Kyle and Deep Dee are not together anymore, and Kyle has actually started dating somebody else over the summer. Shocker. All right, we're done with them. (laughs) So now, um... We go back to Shane, and he is going to have lunch with his completely platonic friend, Shayna, who he has never had any other relationship with except completely platonic, okay? Completely platonic. And this is funny. Shane walks up to the, they're, of course, at one of Crystal's restaurants, and that's one of the beauties of having a partner that owns a restaurant, according to Shayna, is you can just have a, a private meal. Whatever. Um, but anyway, Shane walks up to the restaurant. Shane opens the door and she's like, what's the password? And Shane goes, crop tops. <laughs> Which is funny. Uh, and then Shana, as they sit down, starts saying that the rumors, Natalie, are starting um, our petty high school drama. And I love that because, well, I love it because it's so typical of people who say shitty stuff and get called out on it. 
they start saying that the drama people are causing is petty in high school drama. And it's like, that's your go-to when you've been told, like, you suck and you've been saying shitty things and we know. She's like, this is petty. This is slander. <laughs> so Shayna tells Shane that she went to the 80s party and she said it was awkward. Danielle was being really distant. And she knows why now, because Natalie was telling everybody that she went through Shane's phone and found really imp- inappropriate messages between this. Shane plays it off like this is all lies and he's not surprised Natalie would do that. Um, and then of course Shayna says, this is slander and lies. And of course you weren't there to defend yourself. And in a talking head, Shane goes like, I don't know what's so scandalous about me DMing Shayna. It's like, well, what are in the DM Shane? That's what's scandalous about it. And Shane is like, I could look at Shayna and it would be scandalous to Natalie. It's like, yeah, because you send nasty DMs saying you want to probably bang her in a crop top and weird shit. Well, it's not weird to bang someone in a crop top. I'm saying, you know, whatever Shane comes up with. He probably wants to cover in, like, cheese curds and wear a fucking Green Bay Packers hat or something. You know. But anyways, Shane then is telling Shayna that Natalie wants to uphold her perfect image and, you know, she's really good at it. There's, you know, she's smart. And I, I understand. I bet that's very true. I bet Natalie is good at kind of keeping a front. But, like, why also would Natalie want to lie about this? And then I'm also looking at Shane's sweatshirt choice for this scene. It's like, I love you. And then in dark letters, so ultimately the phrase says, I don't love you anymore. And, like, in the dark letters, it's like, don't you and anymore. It's very, it's giving very much like Melania Trump's green jacket when she was getting on the plane and says, I don't really care, do you? It's kind of what Shane's sweatshirt's giving me. <laughs> and then, of course, Christos, the Greek god, shows up. Uh, and, of course, they're going to get married in Greece. Shane asks for Christos' opinion on this. And, you know, of course, Christos says, oh, it was like clicks. And, you know, Shane acts like, yup, yup, that's the case. You saw it. And... You know, he tries to play it off like he doesn't care. This is what Shane says. He's like, I try and make it seem like it died. I don't care. But it does. It pisses him off. And of course, Christos says, oh, I think Natalie was trying to take away from the excitement of Shayna being engaged. And I'm like, um, it was Natalie's party to begin with, though. And she didn't know Shayna was coming engaged. So, anyways. Christos leaves. He's got houses to sell, restaurants to own. I don't know. Anyway, Shane says he's not ready to start dating, so he needs to focus on himself, and uh, Shane asks him what his plans are, and that's when we find out that Shane's thinking of going to Panama. For what? I don't know. Uh, But from the rumors I've heard, I think this is for his Netflix show he's going to be on. I'm curious what that's going to be like. Is it a dating show? Is it like a challenge-style show? Anyways... So then Shane says, hey, let's post a little, let's start a little drama. Let's post a picture. And it's like, and then Shane and Shane will wonder why people call them liars and don't believe anything they say. Like, immediately after this type of stuff, Shane and Shane are like, yeah, let's take a picture and start shit. And so they take a picture. Shane, like, wraps her arms around Shane. Whatever. That's how they end. Good for them. I, is Shayna married? Because they said they wanted to get married, like, very soon, like, this summer. 
and you know she wants her babies so i don't follow shana so i don't really if anybody knows let me know <laughs> and then we go back to danielle and nick and danielle has set up probably another terrible surprise for um nick you know queen of bad ideas danielle and apparently she is blindfolding him it looks like she blindfolds him with like a bathing suit top <laughs> it's like a fabric wrapped around his head and then there's like two um straps like hanging around his head and i'm like is that a bathing suit <laughs> but i guess uh danielle is trying to expand his horizons of food so uh nick apparently is very picky because he's allergic to things and he's watched a lot of netflix documentaries <laughs> okay and so it looks like danielle's just trying to like feed him sushi uh okay i don't know why we needed this scene but essentially it ends with um you know it's uh, which is kind of interesting nick says it's really by fate that we met this way uh there were so many other opportunities they could have met uh, i guess danielle's best friend was nick's downstairs neighbor um, at one point, Nick interviewed for Danielle's dad's company. So that's a pretty small world. I mean, yeah. And then to find out they meet on Love is Blind. Interesting. And then, uh, you know, they end up, they're cuddling in bed. And it's kind of sad. I'm sad they didn't make it. I want to know why, though. What the hell happened? And then we get another sunrise shot of Chicago. I love Chicago. My aunt lived there for many years and i really like chicago it's a good city anyways uh jarrett is lighting a bunch of tea candles he's setting up romantic date with ayana ayana comes back and it looks like she's moving in she has some she's moving back in she's got totes and stuff and then uh you know ayana says she's got blind spots and she's got a bad habit of running away from stuff mm, i think she's realizing that her husband sucks so that's why she's running away but okay uh and then they're having like a little picnic date in the middle of their living room it's cute they talk more about wanting to make it work uh and then i think Jarrett says something about like he's maybe planning to quit his jobs i don't think that happened <laughs> and you know they're they're saying their foundation is set long term and again, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> so Jarrett then surprises Ayana again with the their wedding cake. I don't know if it was a replica or what they did exactly, but that's cute. Um, it's obviously a very common anniversary, first anniversary thing that people save the top of their cakes to eat on their first wedding. Fun fact, me and my husband fucked that up at our wedding. Uh, and we didn't realize you're supposed to cut the bottom tier of your cake, and then you save the top tier. Um, we cut the top tier, and then <laughs> our wedding venue was like, oh shoot, that's going to freezer burn, so you need to take the bigger at. So we left with a fuck ton of cake that we did not have freezer space to save, and so we just cut it up and gave it to our friends and family uh after the wedding like the weekend after our wedding and and the kids my nieces and nephews fucking loved it so that was great and then um so for our first wedding anniversary we'll just buy another cake <laughs> um but anyways so you know if we hadn't seen all the stuff on social media this would have been a nice note to end on and then you know <laughs> 
at the end of the episodes they show, even though they were together at this time of filming, both Nick and Danielle and Ayana and Jared have decided to split up. And then during the credits, we hear Mallory's side of the story saying that it was like the guy that she was in the car with, drunk or whatever, was like a really old friend of hers um, that Sal had no idea about. Okay. I mean, she plays it off essentially as just like, it was an old friend, I'm allowed to be with him. Sure. I I mean, I'm not saying Mallory's not allowed to have male friends. Maybe Sal thinks that. But then Mallory's kind of like, he really said that, didn't he? He really tried to start some shit. And she's like, you know, I think Mallory's kind of like, man, fuck him. Um, And then we also hear from everybody, they have said they have not seen the messages that Natalie has claimed have happened between Shane and Shayna. I've also seen on Instagram that Natalie has claimed she showed all of them to producers, but they've chosen not to show them. I don't know if it's because he's about to start this Panama journey. Whatever. I don't know. I, I need more answers. Things are... I mean, it's been a week after the episodes now, guys. Come on. All we've gotten is statements saying that these people aren't together anymore. I need to know why. Tell me. <sighs> Anyways, holy fuck, this is a long episode. I really was not expecting to go this much in detail, but you know what? This is for you guys. Uh, a little break from Sister Wives, and like I said, I'm going to be talking about the Osbournes next week. I'm very excited about that, so tune in for that. I'm ready to try to decipher Ozzy Osbourne's very muddled speech. I'm ready to see a very old face on, well, not old face, but the old Kelly Osbourne. Wow, she looks so different, but good for her. I mean, she's really, it seems like she's, she's, done well for herself i think i hope i don't eat my words on that (laughs) anyways i think that's all i got i've been rambling for too long if you've been listening thank you so much again i'm loving all of the feedback all of the fun that i've been having with these episodes um give me a follow on instagram at adventures in reality tv with a period in between each word or if you search for me Adventures in Reality TV on Instagram will pop up. Give me a a follow or a subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're pretty much almost on every podcast platform now. I'm trying to work on Stitcher, so that will be coming. But, I mean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Samsung Play, Alexas, all of that, we're on there. So give me a review, give me a, a like, whatever. I really, really appreciate it. So I will talk to you guys soon. Be good to one another. Don't be an asshole. Bye! This has been a production of C-Money Entertainment. Follow us on Instagram at Adventures in Reality TV 